not all optimism is healthy. It's only really helpful if it's grounded in reality. So today I'm not talking about crazy, wild-eyed, Pollyanna optimism. And to make it abundantly clear, I think positive thinking is positively dangerous. In contrast, today I'm talking about realistic optimism, a faith in the future that accepts the brutal facts of the present but always focuses on what's helpfully possible. We're interested here in how to take more responsibility for our emotions and spend more of our lives actually enjoying the ride. So first we must acknowledge the real world. And we experience that world through our minds, fire our mindsets. We make sense through filters at times so strong. It's as if we all live in a virtual reality. It follows that human freedom lies in the changes we can make to our experience by either changing the world where we can, but mostly by changing our mindset. This is not absolute freedom, but it's the best we can hope for. So what's this mindset? Well, we can approach this by asking two questions. The first question is, what am I attending to? What am I selecting to focus on from the infinite array of sensory stimuli? The second question is, how am I paying attention? What's the manner or style of my attention? We'll explore these two questions in turn, but the first and most important implication of this is that there are choices we can make that change our life experience. And one way to understand this is through a simple equation I call the equation to live by, and that is this, that reality plus mindset equals experience. Let's take an everyday example. A traffic incident. Someone cuts in on you without indicating, and there's no wave to say thanks either. You hit the brakes and your heart rate jumps. You're angry at them. You might swear out loud at them uh, along the lines of, you give me the proverbials. But perhaps the very next day, virtually the same thing happens, and you have that initial anxiety, but then it's like water off a duck's back. You maintain your chilled mood. How can the same reality lead to such different outcomes? Well, obviously, the answer is different mindsets. Now, if we make others unilaterally responsible for our emotions, we effectively airbrush the M, our mindset, from the equation. In essence, it's you've caused my upset. We don't say, I've appraised your incursion into my lane in such a way that I'm now angry and stressed. No, we focus on them for as long as they're visible and perhaps even longer. They are the what we are paying attention to. And then we attend to them with fantasies of revenge, with negative generalisations about Volvo drivers, young people, aggressive male drivers, etc. This is the how or style of our attention. In short, we make them completely responsible for our negative emotion. There's not much wisdom nor freedom in that, I'm afraid. So the rest of this talk will examine how we can regain some control over our experience no matter what reality confronts us. Now, what we should not do is focus on things that concern us but which are outside our circle of influence. Our experience then will be one of helplessness and hopelessness. 
as long as we focus our attention there, our emotions will drag us down, making us despondent. The COVID pandemic provided endless examples of getting this wrong. One of the features of the pandemic was the widespread experience of languishing. There are many good reasons for this, but an important one is the way we focus on things we cannot influence. We may have spent too long watching mainstream media and certainly too long doom scrolling through social media. What should we be doing? Maybe get the statistics once a day from a government website and then shift attention to other things that we can actually do something about, like exercising or focusing on our work or telling our beloved how much we love them. The other way we get this wrong is the manner of our attention. As the Stoic philosopher Epictetus put it, people are not disturbed by things, but by the views they take of them. So in our upset, are we, for example, overgeneralizing? Are we driven by confirmation bias? Are we rigid in our opinions? Are we succumbing to collective delusions, such as conspiracy theories that the COVID virus doesn't exist, or that the vaccinations are more dangerous than the virus. One very powerful way to edit or improve our mindset is to catch ourselves in the act of pessimism. Now, the way we explain the world to ourselves has profound impacts on our well-being. Psychologist Martin Seligman showed through decades of empirical work that people who orient to the world with realistic optimism are healthier, catch less diseases, live longer, more successful and are happier in relationship compared to realistic pessimists. Seligman uncovered three styles of thought, what he called the three P's of optimism and pessimism. For example, if something bad happens, like missing out on a job we went for, we might make it more permanent than it is by using language such as I'll never get a job and this always happens. Or we might make it more pervasive by seeing it as a part of everything's going wrong or nothing's going right. Or we might make it very personal by automatically blaming ourselves. Now, by contrast, we can see it as temporary or just now as specific or just this, or as impersonal, examining objectively the higher calibre of the other successful candidate. Now, another very powerful tool in building realistic optimism is the two conditions test. So next time you experience any negative emotion, so you shouldn't have to wait too long, interrogate your thinking with two questions. First, ask yourself if your thinking is realistic. As with Seligman's three Ps, is it an exaggeration or overgeneralization, or maybe just probably not entirely true? If it's not realistic, you should drop the upset and change the thinking. But many times our thinking might be realistic, but that doesn't mean you're out of the woods quite yet. Ask if your thinking is helpful. Is it wise or constructive? 
not many upsets survive this second question answered honestly. Sadly, this often reveals that people would rather be right than happy. But now, knowing this, see if you can rather be happy than right. See if you can focus on realities you can influence with an outlook that is both realistic and helpful. That's, of course, if you want to be happy. <laughs>